Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the Williamsville Wire, your home for Williamsville sports. I'm Seth Coons. No Nathan Simcoe, no Kyle Hubner today, but I do have someone else joining me. Everybody say hello to Mr. David Jenkins. David, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me on, Seth. Oh yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for uh, coming on. Um, reached out to a couple of people today. Uh, we've had Cole Brewer on in the past. We've had Ethan Hines in the past. Both of them had um, commitments for uh, this evening. So, you know, I reached out to uh, David Jenkins. He was able to come on. We're excited to uh, have him here. Before we get things started today, we do have a couple of announcements to make. Uh, make sure that you're visiting that website, www.williamsvillewire.com. It's going to it's gonna be your one-stop shop for everything Williamsville Wire. We've got the highlight videos. We've got the podcast there, and we're going to have some articles there, um, hopefully, if uh, I can find some time to do that. But Guys, the store uh, feature of the Williamsville Wire website will be coming to fruition soon as we release clothing items available for pre-order on Monday. So uh, I think that we've got some pretty solid stuff. Been working on that for uh, the last week. Nathan and Kyle have not yet seen the designs, but I'm excited to bring it to the table. So without further ado, let's hop right into things here Starting with Williamsville Lady Bullets basketball. The Williamsville Lady Bullets, they start their uh, postseason push tomorrow. We're recording this on a Friday. So they start Saturday um, the 12th at 7 p.m. That's a home game, folks. So we'd love to see you out there uh, to support the girls' basketball team. They're in a very tough regional. SHG is in that regional. And uh, SHG is not the favored team in that regional. They come in as the four seed. Quincy Notre Dame, a very good team in the state of Illinois, comes in as the one seed. So, David, you take a look at this regional bracket. What are your thoughts? Well, Seth, I'm looking at this, and uh, I, I see some see some good competition across the board here. I mean, SHG, they, they, after winning City, they've, they've been having a pretty good run, I would say, especially this year in the uh, girls' basketball, kind of dominating the area. But I, uh, I think Quincy Notre Dame is going to be a real hamper on the future of, you know, the postseason run for SHG. I think they got a lot to offer as well, and it's going to be a tough one for them. You know, uh, looking at this Williamsville Lady Bullets basketball team, of course, we're going to talk about them for the bulk of this. They've been playing some very good basketball lately. It starts out in the uh, Carlinville tournament. They actually win that one. Um, and then they go on, they continue that role, they play some good competition, they play Havana, Havana is a very good team, um, but you know, I think if you want to look at someone who has really had a great season this year, um, you got to look at Maddie Roberts, Maddie Roberts is a senior this season, she is averaging 18.1 points per game at the end of the regular season, so she's had a very good year, and uh, I was at that senior night game, they played North Mac, they took home the win, they tripped the running clock, and, you know, it seemed like Maddie Roberts, she had no problem scoring that night. And uh, someone else who helped her out a lot was Brittany Walters. Brittany Walters is a freshman, uh, but she looked pretty confident out on the floor. She looked good shooting. She looked good passing. Uh, She just had a really good night. She was using defense to go onto the offensive side of the ball. And what do you think that says for the future of this Williams Lady Bullets basketball team? Well, I think they have a lot of young talent coming in with, like you said, uh, Brittany Walter. You know, I think that it's a promising future for the program, and I think they'll have a good couple of years ahead of them with the uh, newer groups coming up. 
Now I would like to take some time to kind of preview this first round matchup of the regional for the Williamsville Lady Bullets. They play conference foe, the Athens Warriors. Um, they beat Athens earlier in the season by a score of 52-38. So a solid game, a solid conference win for the Williamsville Bullets that night. Maddie Roberts contributed very heavily to that win. She scored 25 of the 50 points. So going into tomorrow night, how big of an emphasis do you think it is for Athens to kind of shut down Maddie Roberts, make her pass to somewhere else on the floor? Well, I think especially with like the threats we've been seeing and Athens being ranked lower, I think they really... You get on some film and start looking at how Maddie Roberts plays and really just get a game plan on how she suits. Because, I mean, if you're scoring half the points in a game, that's that's pretty good. And it would be much to the beneficial if they can find a way to limit her use shooting from any range on the, on the court. I really think that, that needs to be an emphasis that Athens needs to try to get through. Yeah, and something that we've kind of talked about on the podcast all year with this Williamsville Lady Bullet scoring is that Maddie Roberts does a bulk of it. We talked about her coming into the playoffs uh, with our numbers right now. She's averaging 18.1 points per game. She scored 361 total points this season. Uh, the second closest player to Roberts is Char Gleason, and she's averaging 6.9. So, you know, you can see where most of the offense is coming from. But at the same time, uh, Maddie Roberts is a very physical player. She's going to work. She's going to She's going to get a steal on defense, go down, and just get a quick layup. She's very good at working for the shot, kind of working through the defense. So it's it's much tougher to stop her than it may seem. Uh, you know, you talk about kind of slowing down Williamsville. you got to talk about stopping Maddie Roberts. But we, we know from seeing her this season that that is not an easy task. So if the Williamsville... Uh, Lady Bullets basketball team wins on Saturday, they would move on to the next round of the regional where they would play SHG. Um, SHG is a very good team. They come into the IHSA postseason with a record of 17-11, and 11, averaging 48.14 points per game. So very good team in SHG. They're 13-4 and four in the Central State 8. They won the uh, city tournament outright, so this is a very good SHG team that the Bullets have the capability of seeing later on in this uh, postseason. Just taking a closer look at some of their numbers, um, their leading scorer as in averages right now looking at Channel 1450's website. This was a stat sent in on February 5th, so maybe things have changed a little bit, but Megan Wegner leads SHG in a scoring average with 10.7 points per game, 277 points on the season. And then next up behind her, Callie Houston, averaging 9.3 points per game. So a couple of scores on this uh, SHG roster. They don't have a girl on the team like Maddie Roberts, who is averaging around 18 points per game, but they can get it done from pretty much anywhere on the floor. So David, what would you say is the key... Um, for this Williamsville team to maybe go into SHG because they are hosting in this regional and maybe upset a team that's a little bit higher seated than them. Yeah, Seth. I mean, you know, SHG, the average 48 points a game, which is an impressive feat for a basketball team. They got some good three-point shooters. They got uh, Therese Mitchell, and they got Caroline Lambert and Megan Wegner, who both have tied for 37 threes. So I, I think if they find a way... You know, and back if all goes as planned, Williamsville, they will have to play SHG at Griffin. 
and home court advantage, that is a real thing, especially in high school sports, and it's just something that the Bullets got to get over, and if they really do play their good basketball, if they got Shark Gleason playing good defense, they got Maddie Roberts shooting like she does, I think there is a solid chance they can put up, put up, put up a good number, maybe and win the game. You know, I think you make a really good point about uh, the defense on this Williamsville Lady Bullets basketball team. I do want to talk about senior night a little bit more uh, for this Williamsville Bullets team. Shar Gleason, she wasn't on the floor for most of the night, mainly because she got into foul trouble early. But in these city matchups, I think it is possible that we see a bit more physical kind of basketball. The CS8 has to provide these officials since it is at SHG and uh, Ken Leonard and the CS8 will have to uh, schedule those officials for that game, I believe. So I think that, you know, maybe a more physical game. Sure, SHG is used to seeing that. They play in the CS8. They have a very good record in the CS8. But I think it can also help uh, the Williamsville Lady Bullets because you got Shar Gleason, who uh, is really good at playing defense down low and causing an issue there. Um, and then Maddie Roberts uh, around the perimeter, she likes to kind of stick her hands into the passing lanes, kind of play close defense. So I think that if Williamsville does advance past this first round, which, uh, you know, this Williamsville Lady Bullets basketball team has been playing very good recently, and I think they definitely can advance. I think that we could see a very interesting game against SHG. So a lot of exciting stuff happening for the Williamsville Lady Bullets. Um we are talking about the regional, so I do believe that we have to talk about the number one seed in this regional. That is going to be the QND Raiders. The QND Raiders hold a 22-3 and regular season record. That's according to Max Preps. Some notable wins that the QND Lady Raiders have. They beat SHG earlier in the season 59-29. to They beat Havana 57-43. to They beat SHS 62-54. to And they beat Illini West 40-38. to So... This QND Raiders team, they seem uh, very good, so it'll it's going to be fun to see how this kind of plays out, but uh, you know, we're going to let that play out. We're going to see how that plays out. We'll come back, talk about it next week, but I think now it's time to make the turn into the boys basketball side of things. Since we last talked, the Williamsville boys basketball team has played, I believe, twice. Um, they lost to the New Berlin Pretzels in a very good game. Um, you know, that game went into double overtime and the pretzels had just a little bit more than the bullets, but I still thought the bullets played very well in that game. David, do you have any thoughts on the New Berlin game? I mean, it was it was a really good game. I don't think I've ever seen a high school basketball game going to double overtime. It was thrills all around. Uh, it was well played by both teams, but like you said, Seth, the New Berlin, they just they just had something in there that made them pull through. Yeah, and you know, just kind of looking at things from that uh, meeting in the county uh, with New Berlin that the Williams Bulls had to the meeting at Dave Root Court uh, the Tuesday before we got all of that snow, uh, it seemed like the Williams Bullets had come a long way. Certainly Ty Beck was back uh, for the game at home at Dave Root Court. Um, and you know, the Williams Bullets, it seemed like they came out pretty fired up to note in that county tournament game. I feel like I've said this a lot of times, but the Williamsville Bullets did not score for the first six and a half minutes of that game. They came out and scored uh, pretty much right off the bat. So uh, it was nice to see the Williamsville basketball team come out with that kind of fire. They did end up losing that game 55-47. to And late in that game, I thought that Pryor Reynolds, he had a very big role. It felt like he was kind of bringing the ball up the floor, uh, driving, getting points down low. 
Um, and something to note in that game is that Sam McCoy and Hunter Riley both fouled out through the course of it. So two big losses for the Williamsville Bullets there right now. Their their regular season's coming to the close. They'll have to wait until next year to kind of get their revenge on the uh, New Berlin Pretzels. But uh, another player who I, I kind of touched on this earlier, I thought he had a great night as well, was uh, Ty Beck. Uh, any thoughts on how Beck's been playing recently? I mean, when Beck's hot, he is playing some good basketball. I mean, he's smooth with the three. His shooting form's good. I mean, you find him open. I mean, I, I bet money he's making the he's making the three. Uh, he's pretty hard to guard. Physical player. I mean, not much bad to say about him. Yeah, um... Near the end of the first half in that uh, New Berlin game, he he hit a three, put the bullets up eight, heading into the locker room, and uh, you know, New Berlin made some adjustments. Uh, they had Kevin Howell face guard him the entire second half, so you know, something that Williamsville is gonna have to look out for is teams kind of going to tie back. But you know, they've got they've got some really good players on that team, so you know, a guy face guarding tie back while. It might hinder him for a little bit. I think Ty's a good enough player to kind of work around that. And uh, I, I think that this postseason could be very interesting for the Williamsville Bullets. But uh, now we are going to kind of move into this next game that the Williamsville Bullets basketball team had. They played in the Illini Prairie Sangamo Conference shootout. They lost to uh, PBL by one point, which... They started off the game down 21-0. to zero. So that comeback, Williamsville even held a lead at one point. What do you think that comeback says about this Williamsville Bullets basketball team? I mean, that shows that they're willing to fight for it. I mean, 21-0 to zero at the end. It was the first quarter, correct? Uh, it wasn't the end of the first quarter. It was like 25-4 to four at the end of the first quarter. But they, they got – PBL got out and ran, and they yeah. it kind of felt like they took over the game in the first quarter. But to see Williamsville fight back was amazing. I mean, certainly. I mean, twenty-one. That's that's a demoralizing thing to see on the scoreboard. But to come back from that, and like you said, at one point, even have a lead on them to only lose by one, that is definitely saying something about this program. And they're they're not they're not backing down. I mean, that that's a pretty big challenge that you have to face against them to come up from twenty-one and outscore them in three quarters. I mean, that's a big feat to put on the a team like that. Um, taking a look at the numbers, Sam McCoy kind of started off the comeback with a nine-point second quarter. He finished the game with 11 points, but the rest of the offense seemed to pick it up in that second half. Uh, Ty Beck finished the game with 14 points. Taking a deeper look at that from behind the three-point line, Ty Beck was four of eight, so he was huge hitting shots from the corner. Uh, Hunter Riley finished with 14. He had a big putback late in the game. So you take a look at this Williamsville team. Uh, we talked about Tybeck shooting the three, Sam McCoy kind of getting it done down low, Hunter Riley getting it done down low as well. Prior Reynolds, he's able to turn defense into offense. Jake Seaman's able to drive and make shots through the contact. When this Williamsville team is playing at their best, how hard do you think it is to stop them? You know, Seth, uh, it's pretty hard to stop them. Uh, I was there at the North Mac game, and I saw them play some good fundamental basketball. They were passing well. They were shooting well. So I think when they're really moving, they got some good momentum. They got a couple good threes put up. I think this team's hard to stop because, like I said, they, they pass well, and they just play very well together. They have a good dynamic between all the boys in that team. And I think you don't see that much in a lot of teams, a lot of high school teams in the area. Yeah, just kind of uh, looking at this Williamsville Bullets basketball team, uh, they have some impressive wins on the season. They got a good win 
against Porta. They got a solid win against Athens. They beat Athens twice. And in the Sangamo Conference, it kind of feels like any team can go out there and beat any team on any given night. David, do you think that, you know, there's there's not a lot of separation between these teams in the Sangamo? I mean, there are some teams that are better than others, but I think sometimes it really just comes to who's having a better night. You know, who came out wanting to win more? And I think, in a, not not all games, but I think in more games than you would think, a lot of it comes down to who wanted this game more. How much did this game mean for the team? Yeah, I think I think I agree with that. Um, the Williamsville Bullets, uh, you know, they play Porta, and a lot of people had picked Porta to win that basketball game. And Williamsville came out, and they looked good that night. Uh, Jackson Wagner had a big night. He led the Bullets in scoring. Uh, we've kind of talked about this. They they had a lot. They had a great crowd atmosphere. So. I think that maybe going forward, uh, there are two games left at Dave Root Court this season for the boys' basketball team. I think that the crowd factor could be very big for them. Uh, the first home game that the Bullets have, that's going to be next Tuesday against Riverton. It's senior night. We hope to see you out there. And then the seedings for their regional came out, and they will be hosting Tri-City um, at 5 p.m. at Dave Root Court on Saturday the 19th, uh, Tri-City and Williamsville were supposed to meet earlier in the season. Tri-City had to withdraw from that matchup uh, because of some COVID issues going on in the program. And I think that this Williamsville bullet team matches up very well with Tri-City. But uh, before we can really talk about that Tri-City matchup, the Williamsville Bullets, uh, they're going to be looking to their game tomorrow on Saturday where they play South County uh, in Riverton. I'll have, that, I'll have the call of that game on Sports Radio 1450, but David, the Williamsville Bullets played Pawnee tonight on Friday. Um, Regardless of the result of that game, how big do you think it is that Williamsville can get a win on Saturday? You know, I think these next couple games will be a key factor in the Bullets' morale going to the postseason. You know, a win over South County tomorrow and a win on senior night against Riverton on Tuesday at home, that's certainly going to be a big Big cushion for the morale coming uh, Saturday, next Saturday's game for Tri-City and the Regionals. You know, I really think that that'd be good for them. And, you know, put up some nice baskets and make a statement. You know, looking at the final stretch of this Williamsville Bullet schedule, they have three games remaining, two of them Sangamo Conference play. The one game against South County, as we mentioned, the next game against Riverton. And then the last game, they close out their season with a game against Auburn. And Auburn's been playing some very good basketball in the Sangamo Conference this year. So I think that that's going to be a very interesting matchup. I think that, you know, the Williamsville Bullets, they'll come out and they'll play well. They're playing a very good opponent. And they seem to play really well when they're playing a a good opponent. You know, maybe that they're not necessarily favored against um, so I think that this could be a very interesting end of the season for the Williamsville Bulls before they head into their regional. But, you know, taking a look at this regional, as we mentioned, they play Tri-City on the 19th. It was announced that that game will be at 5 p.m. And then if they win that game, they have to travel to Moroa Forsyth to play Moroa on the 23rd at 7.30. Moroa beat Williamsville pretty good in the regular season. Williamsville's the five seed. Moreau's the four seed. If Williamsville can advance from the first round, how big of a statement game? You know, you have to win against Moreau. You got to win to move on. But how big of a statement game do you think it would be for Williamsville 
to go beat Maroa, not just beating Maroa in the playoffs, not just beating Maroa on their home court, but beating Maroa after Maroa kind of had their way with them earlier in the season. You know, certainly that would uh, that mean a lot to the program. And, you know, they may not be favored the game, but I have not seen too many blowouts this season against the Bullets. I think they play tough, they play strong, and I don't think numbers and favors a lot of time, I don't think they mean too much. Sure, there may be teams that play better or do better, but, you know, you don't see too many double-digit blowouts against the Bullets. And I think they, they really do have a shot against Maroa if they do beat Tri-City on Saturday. I think that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Williamsville Wire podcast. Certainly a big couple weeks of sports for Williamsville coming up. Uh, wrestling's finishing out. Basketball, uh, both of those seasons are entering the postseason, and it's every team for itself. And uh, baseball will be starting soon. They're having practices and open gyms. And the spring season of girls' soccer, softball, track, and baseball, they're going to be here before we know it. But like I said, that's it for this week. Make sure to be looking uh, out on Twitter and our socials as we will be releasing all of our apparel for pre-order on Monday. So thank you guys once again for tuning in. I'm Seth Coons with David Jenkins signing off.